0: Sri Sarupa continued. Then Sri Dam carefully took me to his own home. What other pastimes Krishna enjoyed that night, I cannot say. With great difficulty, I passed the night, and in the morning I went to Nanda's home. I saw Krishna on the bed, sleeping, and bearing the marks of amorous pastimes. Going to his side and showing her affection for him in many ways, his honest mother spoke some words to herself.
1: Ah, exhausted from having spent all day protecting the cows in the forest and finding the happiness of sleep, even now my boy does not wake up.
0: Sanatan Goswami explains that Mother Yasoda does not suspect that Krishna has spent the entire night enjoying the rasa dance pastimes.
1: Terrible thorns in the forest made these wounds everywhere on all his limbs, when again and
0: again he ran here and there. Sanatan Goswami explains that these wounds were made by the gopi’s fingernails. Alas, the black cudgel from his eyes has
1: anointed all his limbs. He is so overcome with sleep that he does not even know. He does not even know that he is marked here and there with strains of red betel nuts from his lips. He must have broken his necklaces, garlands and other ornaments while turning over in his
0: sleep. Sanatana Goswami explains that the red betel nut stains actually came from the gopi's lips and it was the gopis who broke krishna's necklaces garlands and ornaments even bathing did not wash away the kumkum colored yamuna bank clay that is now the friend of his body sanatan goswami explains that the kumkum actually came from the gopis breasts mother yasoda playfully calls the kumkum the friend of krishna's body because it clings there so tightly Yesterday at sunset, the impatient
1: girls did not bathe him very carefully and thoroughly. They did not wash away all the dirt.
0: These same things Mother Yasoda spoke again and again before the girls of Brudge when they came, their faces shining with fear, smiles, and embarrassment. Sanatan Goswami explains that the gopis were afraid that Mother Yasoda had learned the truth of their pastimes with Krishna at night. They smiled when they heard her words explaining how thoroughly she misunderstood everything, and they were embarrassed to see the marks they had left on Krishna's body. Their faces showed the signs of these different responses. Sri Svarupa continued. Then Krishna ended his pastimes of sleeping. Yasoda and Balaram bathed him, decorated him with ornaments, and ate breakfast with him. The gopis waited a moment to wish Krishna a happy journey to the forest, and Mother Yasoda performed her duties to make his journey auspicious. Although their hearts were tortured with the thought of being separated from him, they sang splendid and auspicious songs and perform the porna Kumba ritual. At that place, Mother Yasoda placed on the limbs of both her son and his elder brother protective amulets and ornaments proper for the forest. Sanatana Goswami explains that the amulets included emeralds and tiger's claws. She arranged for elderly brahmin ladies and other ladies to offer blessings. She did everything to prepare his journey. Taking the lunch his mother gave, putting the cows in front, and playing his flute, Krishna set out. Then each leaving his own home, all his companions came around him and enjoyed friendly pastimes with him. Together they played many melodies sometimes on bamboo flutes, sometimes on horn bugles, and sometimes on leaf flutes. In this way he stayed with his brother and friends, who carried paraphernalia for his pastimes, and who happily sang, danced, and spoke words of praise. Sanatan Goswami explains that the paraphernalia here includes flags, chamaras, parasols, Slippers, fans, snacks, nectar drinks, toy balls, cymbals, and Murdunga drums. Balaram walked along in front, and I was in the rear. Pulled by the rope of love and unable to bear separation from Krishna, the gopis, on some pretext, began to follow behind. Seeing it was covered with perspiration, Madhya affectionately wiped her son's face. The milk flowing from her breasts, she followed him outside the gates. Krishna spoke to her, and she turned to go home. Craning her neck to see him, she took two or three steps and then, overcome, went again to her son. She prepared some betel nuts and placed them in his hands and mouth. She turned to go, and, as before she quickly came to him again. In the middle of the road she fed her son sweets, mixed with fruit and other ingredients, and she also gave him something to drink. Then she began to go home, but again she returned as before. Carefully inspecting her son's garments and other things, she set everything neatly in order, and again she left, and again returned. Then she instructed her son,
1: Son, don't go far in this impassable forest, and never go where the thorns
0: are. With many sweet words she made him promise. Then she turned to go back, took a few steps, and returned again. Dear Balaram, you stay in front of your younger brother.
1: Shridam, you stay with Sarup in the rear. Amsu, you stay at his right. Subal, you stay at his left.
0: With a blade of grass, she begged them. Then she gazed at her son. With an agitated heart, coming and going again and again, she defeated a Sarabi cow very affectionate to its newborn calf. Bowing down and grasping her feet, embracing her, presenting many different reasons and speaking many promises, Her son made her turn back. As a painted picture, she stood there at the edge of the forest, gazing at her son, the milk flowing from her breasts, and above them, many tears. With shyness and fear, unable to say or do anything, their throats choked up, their eyes flooded with streams of tears, their steps stumbling, Drowning in an ocean of pain without any remedy, the beautiful gopis followed him. Sanatan Goswami explains that the gopis were afraid because their superiors were present. With an anxious heart he craned his neck and again and again comforted them with his glances of love. With the movements of his eyebrows which carried the message of his love, he embarrassed and even frightened them. They stood, stunned, before his mother. Seeing his wife's love for her son, the king of the Gopas also became filled with love. Seeing the people of Brudge's great love for his son, he, accompanied by the adult Gopas, followed him for a long way and could not give him up. Even though, seeing many auspicious omens, And, seeing that the cows were all happy, he was happy at heart, but also tormented by separation from his son. He embraced his older son, and then his younger son, and then he embraced both of them, again and again. He smelled their heads, and, overcome with love, shed many tears. His son bowed down before him and explained all the duties to be done. He turned to go, gazed at his son, and then stood still and motionless. When he saw his two sons were deep in the forest and could no longer hear any sounds from them, he turned toward Rudge village. Engaging some swift servant messengers to bring news of the boys, he comforted his wife and the gopis and brought them all to their homes. Singing of Krishna's pastimes, the gopis entered Vraj village. They spent the day thinking of Krishna's company. Even Lord Ananta has no power to describe what they felt. What wise man can describe their suffering?